Good evening, good afternoon, I should say. I decided to change the view. You see, gave a little tree action in the back. Welcome to the Rhythm Notes of Health with me, Kai Ayanta. I am the soul of public health. I am excited today about our guest, Dr. Mike Jones. He's going to be talking to us about something very important, the nerve of my health. Although we're doing the men series and this is for the men, the women will be able to use something from this podcast. So let's bring him in and let's get this thing started. Um, the Rhythm Notes of Health. Let's bring in Dr. Mike Jones. Dr. Jones. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Mike Jones, welcome to the Rhythm Notes of Health podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. Yeah. Um, you like that was that's my um song. I have a producer friend. You got to know somebody who knows somebody. And for me, I know somebody. Right. I have a producer friend who did this song just for my podcast. So it is an original song uh that he did. For me, that's why you'd be nice to people because you just don't know when you're going to use it, right? <laughs> but he did the podcast just for me and um, um, and, and the Rhythm Notes of Health, right? Okay. he knows what I do. But let's just get into this Nerve of My Health podcast because I know I'm on your time and I appreciate Oh, that's it. okay. I always say, I don't know, because you know, it's, you say it's the Tus Tuskegee people. I don't know if it's Tuskegee people, but I can't never get y'all on here. But when I get y'all on here, it's always so much fun. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. It's like homecoming all over again. <laughs> it's like homecoming all over again. <laughs> so 20 years in the bag is what your bio says. 20 yeah. years in the bag. Yeah. Why don't you, doctor, you know, I was saying Mike Jones, Mike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mike Jones, why don't you tell us exactly who you are? Well, uh, Michael Jones is my name, and um, I am uh, a board-certified neurologist. So a neurologist is a, is a specialist who um, primarily deals with diagnosing and treating problems of the nervous system. So the nervous system, you know, by and large, comprises the brain, uh, the spinal cord, the nerves, and the muscles. So any, any medical entity that comes under that heading uh, would probably be within the realm of things that I see and treat. Mm -hmm. And what is it? What is you said it, it compi comprises the, the, the what nerves again? You said the brain, the spinal yep, cord, the, the brain, the spinal mm -hmm. cord, mm -hmm. and then the nerves branch off of the spinal cord and they attach to various organs in the body, skin, and muscles. Okay. Uh -huh. So your brain is like the computer, the brain has mm -hmm. to know what's going on at all times throughout the body. Mm -hmm. And nerves and the spinal cord are the primary manner in which your brain receives messages from the environment and from mm -hmm. itself internally. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And so the, according to your bio, you're 20 years, 20 years in the bag, right? Well, actually, you know what? Now it's been 23 years now that 23 I uh, years. and we're gonna have, count those three. We're gonna count those three. I've been yeah. that's 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 how long I've been here practicing in uh, in Chillicothe, Ohio. Okay. Uh -huh. oh, yep. So I got to Chillicothe and uh, I believe it was 1998. Uh -huh. Where's Chillicothe? Is Chillicothe, that right? Chillicothe? Chillicothe is uh, about an hour south of Columbus, Ohio. So Columbus okay. is pretty much right in the middle of the state and Chillicothe is about an hour due south of that. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how long have you been there? I've been here for 23 years. I started here in July of 98. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Been here quite a while. And it's important to say, uh, Dr. Mike Jones, T U. You know. <laughs> right, right, right. That part. It, it is important for me to say in the podcast that um, Dr. Jones um, started from a undergrad uh, historically black college and university HBCU. That's, That's important correct. for me to say because people think that we don't produce good people, right? And, and successful people. And so I am one of those persons who always let you know that HBCU grad, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the annals are full of, um, you know, products of HBCUs have gone on in every field of human endeavor to accomplish the great things. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. no. So I listen, I, I'm, I'm so very excited uh, 
to, and it's important for me to use people that I have relationships with, right? Sure. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm very, very excited. So we were doing this men's series. I'm, I'm sure that you heard a show or two. So we're doing this, we first did a women's series, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're talking specifically about women. So then we, we moved it to the men's, like men, it's your turn. So the reason I wanted to talk about nerve, nerve damage, and because I really want men, and, and, and we talked about earlier that this podcast will be for men and women, right? Mm-hmm. Although it's a part of the men's series, it's for men and women. It's important for us because oftentimes we talk about hypertension, we talk about diabetes, right? And we say, take your blood pressure medicine, um, take your uh, diabetes medic- medication or, or your sugar medications as we, as we call it in our neighborhoods, right? Right. We say, we say, take those medicines because if you don't, you know, your, your foot can be amputated or you can go blind or you can have a stroke and you can have a heart attack, but those things will kill you. But sometimes those may not be the worst things that can happen, right? You can have nerve damage from these things. And so I think the importance of highlighting the, or educating us about the nerve damage is maybe we'll get it if we go backwards, right? If we go backwards, we know the extreme cases that will happen that you can die, right? And you would think that would make us think differently, but mm, oftentimes it does not. And Mm -hmm. And you know that you can go blind, right? And I guess people think, well, I'll get a cane or I'll get a walking dog and I'm still alive, right? And then they think I'll get a, a, I may get something amputated and I can still move around. But what happens when you have these nerve damages, right? And there are some extreme things that may happen. You may have a stroke and some extreme things may happen. You may not be able to care for yourself. We really have to talk about those things, right? The result of the untreated, hypertension, the results of the untreated diabetes, these other things other than kidney failure, which I talk about a lot, right? right? Happens. There are some other things that happen that are extreme and that people may have to see you, right? So Absolutely. first I want to talk to you about, I, I, and there's no need for us to kind of go into hypertension and those numbers because I talk about them all the time, right? Okay. Diabetes and what it is, because I talk about those things all the time. So I think that um, the Rhythm Notes of Health audience is clear on what hypertension and diabetes is, right? Okay. So what I want to get to is what happens when a doctor uh, or a patient comes to you and, and they, they have not been treating their diabetes or hypertension. You can pick which one you can pick. Okay. Sometimes they go hand in hand. Sometimes they're individualized, right? But right. what happens when a doctor say, we need to send you to Dr. Jones. What patients do you see? Well, usually that happens when, um, as you mentioned, an individual may have uncontrolled diabetes. Mm-hmm. And over time, you know, the accumulation of that excess sugar interferes with the way that um, energy is produced in the cells and it can damage nerves. So some of the signs of that damage might be numbness or tingling in your feet primarily starts in the feet. And then over time, if it goes untreated, it may start to ascend up to the knees and even involve the fingertips. Mm-hmm. So one of the main things first is numbness and tingling mm-hmm. uh, of the feet and toes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can cause even uh, pain uh, in the feet and toes. And diabetic neuropathy is what that's called. Neuropathy mm-hmm. is a term that means diseased nerves. Mm-hmm. And diabetes uh, is a common cause of that. Um, excessive drinking alcohol mm-hmm. uh, is another common cause of nerve image. In fact, ooh, 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 say that again, that, that part right there. What, what about alcohol? Let's talk about alcohol. That. Al- alcoholism mm-hmm. and, and diabetes are two of the most common causes of nerve damage in the United States of America. Mm. So that is important. It is important. You know why that's important? You know why that, that alcohol is important? And not, not that the diabetes is not important because that's what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. the alcohol is so important because we know that if you turn the TV on, if you turn reality show on, there's a, there, there's a liquor store, a package store, or however they want to in, in, encase the alcohol, right? right. Uh, in the brick and mortar, if you will. It is one almost on every corner in urban neighborhoods, right? And so since that's majority of our population, what we're talking about, it's important to understand that when you stop drinking alcohol out of out of moderation, you're just drinking it every day, all times a day, and you're you're alcoholic or 
mm, I shouldn't use that word so loosely because according to the, the therapist that that's a very vague term. But mm -hmm. if you if if you're not clear on what this alcohol will do to you, if you're if you are just drinking it, right, the extreme case, right? You yes. think you hung over. That's the extreme case. I, I got hung over from the alcohol, right? But alcohol. now, and, and you and, and you also may be dehydrated, right? But right. what you're saying now is that <laughs> alcohol and diabetes is the two most common cause in America of nerve damage. That's true. Wow. That's true. Alcohol is toxic to, to essentially every tissue in the body. Mm. Now, you know, in moderation, as you mentioned, of course, mm -hmm. you know, the likelihood of, of you you know, suffering some severe nerve damage is probably low, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as time goes on and you, uh, you know, your, your, increase, your, your uh, intake becomes excessive or mm -hmm. increases, then certainly that's going to cause problems with nerves. It's going to cause problems with other organs as well, as you mentioned, your heart, mm -hmm. your kidneys, your liver, everything is linked together. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I, cause this is how I am. I, I always tell people I'm forever a learner. And, you know, when you say things and it excites me, you know, and I, I'm sure that everyone wants to know about what the things excite me because I always say you ask the right question. But now, literally, earlier you said that um, when you start having numbness, right, yes. and your feet and in your, your lower limbs, right? Yes. That you, that you should be concerned, right? Yes, you should be. Let's, let's just talk about that. And I know that may go to the left or to the right or the diabetes, but if I, if something comes up and I know that people want to know and, and people are talking about, then I want to address it, especially since I have the, the neurologist on here. I don't know how often I'm going to have neurologists on here, but since I have them on here, let's just talk about it, right? Right. So if a, if a, if a, if a, a normal person, right, is, mm -hmm having numbness let, let's just say because i was told recently by the chiropractor right that mm -hmm. when you get older um you may have some numbness when you lie down okay you know how when people say they use the bathroom if they sit in the bathroom too long they 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 get numbness right yes yes okay see i thought that was a thing that when people get older they have but Younger people say that they they were sitting on the toilet a long time and then they became numb also, right? Yeah. So hold that thought because I'm I'm okay. asking you about that. Okay. But also, when people are going to sleep at night, is it normal for them to have numbness if they lay on one side and they may sleep, maybe sleep on this side and it becomes numb 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 uh, numb? But yes. when they were younger this may not have happened, right? But it's happening as they get old. Is it, a, is it an age thing or is it something else? You know- as, Two questions I asked you, remember? Right, right. You know, uh, as we get older, you know, we tend to uh, develop bone changes in our spine, mm -hmm. you know, and I guess we could casually call that arthritis. So, you know, as we get up in age, you develop arthritis and there are nerves in the bones or between the bones in the neck. And uh, as we get older, that arthritis can build up around those bones. And if you're sleeping and you turn your head a certain way, it can compress those nerves and it can cause numbness. Oh, um, uh -huh. You also have numbness. Uh, carpal tunnel is something that, you know, you may have heard of. It's a pinched nerve at the wrist. Mm -hmm. And that frequently causes numbness at night. It generally causes numbness of your thumb, uh, your index finger and your middle finger. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, again, getting back to the alcohol part of this, if, if mm -hmm. someone has a little bit too much to drink, they may fall asleep in such an awkward position and can compress a nerve that extends the wrist and straightens the arm out. Mm -hmm. And that can be a serious situation because it may or may not completely return. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you sleep in a different, if, in a position where the nerve is vulnerable to compression, Mm -hmm. And if it's compressed for too long, the nerve is not going to get oxygen and blood mm -hmm. and it can suffer injury. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily age related mm -hmm. unless we're talking about arthritis in the neck or the back. Mm -hmm. You know, when people lay a different way in bed, if they may lay a certain way on the side or whatever, mm -hmm. if you get numbness in your legs, then and pain with that numbness in the back, then that can be a sign that there may be some arthritis in the back, compressing nerves in the back. Mm -hmm. Um you know, what about the, other, what about the whole toilet thing? If you're sitting on the toilet for too, too long, you know. Now, some people have probably most of your listeners have probably heard about the sciatic nerve. Mm -hmm. The sciatic nerve is the largest nerve in the body, mm -hmm. and if you were sitting on the toilet, if you stand up, actually, it's 
the sciatic nerve is right where the butt crease joins the lower leg. Mm -hmm. So if you can picture that mm -hmm. on each side, the sciatic nerve is right there. And that's pretty much right where you're sitting when you're on the toilet. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting on the toilet for too long, you're going to be compressing that sciatic nerve. Mm -hmm. And when nerves are compressed, they don't get proper amounts of blood. And mm -hmm. blood contains oxygen and it contains mm -hmm. an energy source called glucose. Mm -hmm. And every, every cell, every organ in the body needs to have both of those in order to function normally. Mm -hmm. So that's what happens when you sit on the toilet too long. Your legs start going numb. It's compressing those sciatic nerves. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And that can happen at any age. Can happen at any age. Uh -huh. Probably um, more likely to happen as we get older, because as we get older, we tend to pick up a few pounds. Mm -hmm. And if you're heavier, you know, more weight sitting on that, then mm -hmm. that is probably going to be more likely to cause trouble. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. the opposite side is if you've had excessive loss of weight, where you don't have the mm. normal padding to protect that nerve when you're sitting, ah. uh, that can cause a similar phenomenon as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And now, do you have patients that ask you about that, ask you that question about the have, numbing, the tingling? Well, oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, there are so many different things that can cause numbness and tingling. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you may or may not have heard about what we call restless leg syndrome. So people, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. They get these, they experience these strange sensations in their legs at night. It can be pain, it can be numbness, it can be tingling, it can be a crawling sensation. But in general, it's usually some type of um, discomfort in the legs at night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Diabetes can cause that. There are other mm -hmm. multiple other medical conditions that can cause that too. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason that your legs and you know toes might go numb or get tingly at night. Mm -hmm. So if your legs are, if you have an uneasiness in your legs, if you will, yes. then yeah. that's a part of the rest, restless yeah. leg syndrome. Restless leg syndrome. Yeah. Usually mm -hmm. cause some discomfort in the legs at night. Mm -hmm. uh, and even as it progresses, it can even cause discomfort during the day when you're just sitting or inactive. Mm -hmm. So many people will tell me that their legs feel better if they get up and walk around, even during the night, you know, they mm -hmm. can't get comfortable. They have to get up and move around. Mm -hmm. And that eases the sensation for, mm -hmm. uh, for a bit. Mm -hmm. And so, cause, cause, uh, cause, uh, Dr. Jones now, now I'm so enjoying this, uh, podcast, <laughs> like really and truly, cause I mean, again, I, I like learning. So earlier you said that inside of the, the cell, right. There's energy, right. It says just oxygen yeah. is energy. And you said the energy is called glucose, mm -hmm. right. Can you talk energy a little bit more about that? Glucose is an energy source. So, you know, uh -huh. every cell in your body has to have oxygen uh -huh. and sugar. Now, it's not the type of sugar that's on your kitchen table. Right. You know, right. Most of these are simple sugars that are in uh -huh. fruits. You know, those that can are be broken simplest, down. Absolutely. Easily. Those are the uh -huh. simplest sugars that your body can use, not, uh -huh. not processed sugars that are in soft drinks and uh, candy. Uh -huh. You know, your body really has to work hard to break those down into a usable energy source. Uh -huh. So um, your body, every cell in your body has to have sugar because sugar gives you energy, gives you energy. Uh -huh. it, it enables your body to produce energy uh -huh. and, and it needs oxygen for that process as well. Okay. Uh -huh. And so the glucose, you said, gets it ready for the, to, to break down the sugar? Because you well, said that the, the energy uh, needed glucose. And, and well, glucose, you know, they're. You know, this is going back to some complicated uh, microbiology. <laughs> okay, we're going to break it down. It's real simple for people. For some people, but there are, there are um, each cell has what we call organelles. Uh -huh. So an organ is uh -huh. like the heart or the kidneys or the liver. Each cell has small structures that helps, helps it function. It helps it function. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. One of these organelles is called mitochondria. Okay, yeah. So the remember mitochondria. the mitochondria is where the, the <laughs> we gonna energy say. source is produced. This is what we're going to say. This is what we're going to say. Okay. <laughs> like the military, military, that took me right back to biology one-on-one, -on -one, right? <laughs> but when that mitochondria didn't make sense to us, right? And they really should have had some doctors in there helping to make sense to us. I always say that. Like if, if they had told us this about the mitochondria, right. Right. it would have been so much easier, right? But they didn't tell right. us that. So now that we're talking about this, so what we'll say is, is that like each 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 cell has like a machine. We'll, we'll that's right. Machine, that's right. Right. Has machinery One inside of machine it. that right. has to function together to make it run. That's a great properly. explanation. 
Right. That's why when the cell is circled, and I'm not going to talk about that, I'm digressing. That's why when it's a circle, circled and not perfectly round, then right. the machine can't run properly. Right? right. That's correct. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. That okay. I'm correct. fine. Okay. I just want to make sure that we're clear on all things when we're talking about them. Otherwise, we can't, we're not educated. Right. So, so the nerve of my health. So the nerves are very, very, very important. Right. Yes. And general general practitioners or general doctors, right, may talk about things, but not in detail about mm -hmm. the nerve. You have a specialty, hence is why you're a neurologist. I'm just explaining to the people exactly who you are. You have a specialty in this area that you deal with just nerves, right? That's right. That's right. The nerve of my health, right? The nerve of my health, right? Absolutely. So, so when, doctor, when, when patients come to you, right? They have these problems. Let's just, just, let's just say an extreme case of hypertension. Now I'm saying extreme case, you know, cause people take these words and they'll, they'll use them against you. They'll say, and on your podcast, you said extreme case, right? right. But listen, but you, but they call, called call a hypertension, the silent killer, right? Yes. Because yes. you don't see it coming. You think I'm fine and your blood pressure is up. And then what happens is you, what? What's, what's the worst that can happen? And you then, have, you're still you alive. Have, you have a heart attack or a stroke. A heart attack or stroke. And when they have the heart attack or stroke, does that bring you bring them to you? The stroke absolutely brings the them stroke. to me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of now, you know, we talked about the brain mm -hmm. and we talked about nerves in the spinal cord. So, you know, a stroke is a brain event. Mm -hmm. And all mm -hmm. of these things that we've talked about can increase the risk of having a heart attack or a stroke, mm -hmm. diabetes. Mm -hmm. High blood pressure, alcohol, mm -hmm. those are major things that can cause, increase mm -hmm. your risk for stroke. Mm -hmm. Other things are, um, you know, if you're overweight or if you're inactive, mm -hmm. things in your diet that have a lot of salt or sodium in them can increase mm -hmm. your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. So the thing that happens with regard to uh, elevated blood pressure that usually brings them to me is that they have another thing that can be numbness or tingling, but usually... If it's a stroke, it's going to be on one side of the body. Mm -hmm. So when we call, when we talk about diabetes affecting nerves, it usually causes numbness and tingling on both sides of the body. Ah, oh, let's let's just start right there. Let's start right there. So okay. you said with the stroke, with the hypertension, is normally on one side. Yes, that means it's right? a brain event. Yes, a brain event. It's a brain event. Okay. But with the diabetes, it's yes. normally on both sides. It's usually on both sides. Oh, okay. It uh -huh. starts in both feet and causes mm -hmm. trouble in both sides of the body, usually equally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm, equally. Okay. Uh huh. But yeah, if you have numbness and tingling on one side of the body, face, arm, leg, uh -huh. you know, that can, that is definitely, don't wait for that to go away. That can definitely be a, a warning sign of a stroke. Uh -huh. Particularly if you have changes in, in um, strength, uh -huh. uh, speech. Uh, your ability to pay attention or understand language, mm -hmm. problems with balance or coordination, headache. Mm -hmm. uh, those are things that can result from hypertension mm -hmm. if it's causing a stroke. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we want to be on the lookout for that as well. Now, high blood pressure can indirectly, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, indir ind ind indirectly affect nerves. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have Elevated blood pressure, like if your blood, if you're systolic, I'm sure you've probably mm -hmm. educated your listeners. Yes, 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 yes. Systolic and diastolic. So if you mm -hmm. have a systolic so, blood pressure that's great, which is a top number. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's going to cause, that's going to more likely cause a stroke than it is. No, you, I'm sorry. You didn't, I didn't hear the number. You said that's greater than. Oh, uh, 200. Uh -huh, 200. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, if you have a high, a systolic blood pressure that high, that's big trouble. Mm -hmm. So you're at high risk uh, for a heart attack or a stroke. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that would probably be more likely to cause, cause a stroke than it would the numbness and tingling in both legs and feet, mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, that's uh, usually something that goes along with uh, diabetes over an extended period of time. There are other mm -hmm. things that can cause what we call neuropathy, too. You know, mm -hmm. uh, medications can cause it. Mm -hmm. We talked about alcohol being a major cause of it. Um, chemotherapy, you know, that mm -hmm. can cause numbness or tingling or injury to nerves so there are many different mm -hmm. things that can cause it but since our focus today was you know complications of diabetes mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. hypertension as it mm -hmm. as it pertains to the nervous system mm -hmm. those are things i want to touch on mm -hmm. so when the um when um a, 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 as we talk about a uh, men's health when um dr fossil you you know
know Dr. Fossil. Oh, you know Dr. Fossil. Of course, you know Dr. Fossil. Oh, you know Dr. Fossil. oh yeah, <laughs> but, we know. We, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can say that. You know, this 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 podcast is for Afro descendants. I don't know everybody listen to it. It's for Afro descendants. So you can say what it is on here, right? So, All right. <laughs> um. So when Dr. Fossil, who who is a uh, uh, um. Mm, Dr. Fossil is a neurologist. He's a neurologist. Thank you. He's a urologist. He's a urologist. You're the neurologist. So he's a urologist. So he talked about three things um, that may cause a a male not to be able to have an erection, right? And one of them was nerve. You know, your nerve has to be able to, you have to have the blood flow. So your nerve, right? So, and and I want to pull that over here into the nerve of my health, because if you have a stroke, right, mm-hmm. how does that affect the uh, erection, if you will, in men? Because I want men to get it because men like I, like you know, you don't even know how many phone calls or text messages I get about some young person. And when I say young, I mean, our, our age, we're young, mm-hmm. um, has had a stroke or a heart attack and now is dead, like is dead, right, right, right. right. Or they're now in some type of uh, long-term rehabilitation because they've had a, a massive stroke, right? So, l- l- because in, in one of the main reasons that they're not taking their blood pressure medication is that, you know, some of it may cause them to have uh, impotency, if you will, right? right some of right, it may. Right. So, you're worried about this because because they do have some out there that's not going to cause that. And I say I always say you have to communicate with your doctor so they can get the best medication for you. So. Definitely. If, but if you're not taking this medication, right, and <laughs> you, you're not taking it for this reason, at worst, the nerves can happen with what? You go ahead, Dr. Jones. Yes. So, you know, on a clap now, generally, a stroke mm-hmm. probably will not cause erectile dysfunction. They need, to, they need to know that. They didn't even know that part. But go ahead. No, go ahead. Listen, listen. But, no, go but, ahead. Go ahead. I want to clarify that the risk factors for stroke. Mm-hmm can interfere with normal erectile function. Mm-hmm. And those six factors are diabetes, mm-hmm. high cholesterol, mm-hmm. uh, untreated high blood pressure. Those things destroy arteries throughout the body. Mm-hmm. Whether those arteries are in your reproductive organs, whether or not mm-hmm. those arteries are in your eyes, mm-hmm. whether or not those arteries are in the, in the nerves, mm-hmm. um, everywhere in your body where there are arteries, can be affected by diabetes, mm-hmm. high blood pressure, mm-hmm. and uh, alcohol, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. high cholesterol. So you know mm-hmm. those are the things that that cause all these, you know these 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 troubles that mm-hmm. have a higher propensity in our communities mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know some of those things may be genetically related. Some of those things may be some of our cultural nuances, mm-hmm. the things mm-hmm. we eat and how we live our mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, these are if we want to reverse these things mm-hmm. and you mentioned uh, erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. you know, that usually happens as a result of injury to nerves and arteries, which comes from those things. Mm-hmm. The diabetes, the high blood pressure, those things destroy arteries and nerves have arteries. Mm-hmm. So if the artery isn't getting blood to the nerve, the nerve isn't going to function. And regardless whether or not that nerve is something to do with your vision or whether or not that nerve is something to do with the erectile function, mm-hmm. it's not going to function properly. Mm-hmm. So, and Dr. Jones, so because, I, and I, and because you're probably the first doctor and, it, and it's, and I'm sure it's because of your specialty that has really mentioned alcohol as much as you've mentioned it. And so that's important for me especially since it is sensationalized in most everything that comes in front of you in TV, right? which we know is a part of the whole economics. You know, some right. of the, some of my um, um, doctor friends were, were saying, you know, how everything was shut down during COVID, but the liquor stores or the package stores, the corner stores, they were still open and functioning, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And, and one, of, one, of, one of my doctors who's a friend who was an emergency room doctor, she said that, they actually want it to stay open in the emergency room because, listen, because she, she said it was two things. Some people um, have this disorder um, where they, 
um, they're, they're going to start, um, I guess, having, um, oh boy, let's see. Um, I guess they're going to have some type of, I'm, I'm going to use the word because I can't think of what she said, sure. some type of meltdown because they are, because they are alcoholics. Right. And uh-huh. having, having the stores open, um, oh, withdrawals, withdrawals. They're going to say, have, right, so right, right. The word. okay. They'll still have these withdrawals. And, and also people were literally having these mental breakdowns and um, having extreme anxiety, if you will, from COVID. And so they were not even telling people, right? Now, mind you, this is kind of in an urban neighborhood sidebar. Mm -hmm. They weren't even telling people that you should not be drinking as much as you're drinking because you're stressed. Because I think their thought process was one thing is outweighing the other, right? But the importance of it to me is because, you know, Because now they say with working out and these keto things, and and, and so they say with alcohol, you know, the, the young girls, if I'm out and the young girls, they not mixing drinks, they just straight drinking, taking shots, right? That's mm-hmm. the new thing, if you will. They just, because they said, oh, they don't want the sugar of all the extras, and they're just drinking these things straight, right? But my 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 problem with, with that is, is that they're, they're actually drinking more, and they're drinking more excessive, and now they're craving the more because of the feeling that they're getting from this right and and it's everywhere right we know that it's a part of the economics of america we know that but Mm -hmm. we still have to understand the the extreme of what alcohol does to you and so i'm so glad that you have said that alcohol is one of the most the second most common problem causes of nerve damage in america right right. that's That's so important to know because i don't think people know this right like i didn't know it I didn't, right. I didn't know it. And I think I know a little bit, right? <laughs> so I'm so glad that you're saying this. This is like, so, you know, people say to me, don't public help me. And they'll, they'll tell me that in a minute, don't public help me in one breath, another breath, they'll be asking me questions, but, right. but, but that alcohol portion is so important because we do have a, uh, in urban neighborhoods, we have a, 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 a liquor store on every corner, if you will. That part is so important when you're talking about it, it can cause nerve damage. So when it causes this nerve damage, is it causing this nerve damage from strokes? Or how, how is the alcohol causing, causing the nerve damage? It's causing nerve damage because it's, uh, it's toxic mm-hmm. to the nerve. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, it interferes with the nerve's ability to, to, um, to make energy. Mm-hmm. It also, you know, increases the likelihood of substances like, you know, if, I'm trying to explain this in such a way to understand that. Yeah, go ahead. Go it's ahead. all well, you know, basically it's like poison. Mm-hmm. You know, poison is toxic. I mean, if you, uh, you know, there's certain types of alcohol that really aren't meant for consumption, like rubbing mm-hmm. alcohol. So, yeah, you know, know, that it's, you know, it's going to be toxic. Now, uh, you know, alcohol that we drink, you mm-hmm. know, isn't in the same vein as that, but mm-hmm. it does cause toxicity to, to mm-hmm. cells. It causes toxicity to, to muscle cells Mm -hmm. people can go into heart failure because um you know it it's alcohol is toxic to the cells in the heart Mm -hmm. it's toxic to the cells in the nerves it's toxic Mm -hmm. to the cells you know throughout your body Mm -hmm. so it causes damage because it interferes ultimately with the cells ability to be viable Mm -hmm. be healthy and the dehydration right that's important right Oh, dehydration Mm -hmm. also because you need your body needs water Mm-hmm. for everything you know mm-hmm. uh, water is necessary in order for the body to maintain you know a normal uh, homeostasis you know normal mm-hmm. blood pressure mm-hmm. um there has to be you know um, adequate amounts of fluid present in your body in order for mm-hmm. any of that to happen mm-hmm. and when you say the normal homeostasis you mean what because i mean i know what people don't know what, like what do well homeostasis mean? means uh the order in which things depend on one another in order to function normally. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now you, we, so we're talking about diabetes, right? And the nerve yep. of my health, diabetes, the hypertension. And so, because, you know, it's some people who have all three of those things, right? Oh, they have yeah. all three of those things, right? Not unusual. And so, not yeah. unusual. And so this is a recipe for a disaster because you yes, really using the alcohol to cope with. I got these other problems, right, which right. avoidance does not resolve. Now you now you got problems on top of problems on top of right. problems. Right. right, and, right. And, and I want people to be clear. We're not saying don't drink because you said early, early in your caveat that, hey, I'm not saying you're you're. Uh, 
drinking in moderation is doing hasn't been an extreme case. But if you're an alcoholic and you're drinking for for coping and you're drinking all the time, the and you have hypertension and you're a diabetic and right. you have high cholesterol because you say high cholesterol too, then these things are a recipe for disaster, right? Yep, and that in combination with you know if there's you know that's the single most important thing that I think that we can do mm-hmm. to better our health is to at least see your primary care provider at ah, least once important. a year. Yeah. At least once a year because your primary care provider is going to identify these things bef- perhaps even before they start to manifest clinically, meaning mm-hmm. before they mm-hmm. start causing you problems. Mm-hmm. You know, your your primary care provider is going to check blood work, is going to check your sugar, is going to check mm-hmm. your, your electrolyte function, your kidney functions, your liver functions, uh, your blood sugar. And they may identify some of these problems, your cholesterol, before you even know about them. Mm. And and the sooner we're able to get a handle on these things or identify potential problems and get them treated, ultimately it's going to equate to a better quality of life. Mm. You know, you're going to be less likely to have a stroke, less likely Mm -hmm. to have a heart attack, Mm -hmm. uh, less likely to have uncontrolled diabetes where you're losing fingers and toes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, though that's the single most important thing is to see your primary care provider at least once a year for your screenings. Yes. And I, when I tell you, I talk about screenings all the time because, because I'm a, I'm a really big person of, I don't like the emergency room usage, right? Because we use it for, um, for these reasons instead of an emergency, because it was put there for an emergency, but we use them for all things, right? Because we're not seeing our doctor. And like you said, the doctor can check all these things. So you heard it from Dr. Jones, the neurologist, Who's the specialty, right? To the you're the specialty, you're the specialist to the specialist, aren't you? I am. Yes, yeah, exactly. So the specialist to the specialist is saying the first thing that you should do is see your primary care physician so that they can check your blood levels. Check, look, check you out. Look at you. You know, I tell people I can I can look at people and say she a diabetic, right? <laughs> or he a diabetic, <laughs> right? Or I can look at people and say oh they have, if they have a, a line across their nose like. Oh, they have allergies because they really know a lot of time. But people hate that about me. Like the whole weekend, I had to be telling myself, I have on a t-shirt, nobody sees it. It says, I don't care. Right. <laughs> so whenever I would go into my public health mind, because I love my people and I'm, I'm, I'm it's easy for me to do, right? And so we were eating with some people. Um, of some other friends of ours and they were like at the other other end of the table and they instantly when their food came and it was like wings and fries they said pass me the salt but I didn't want to pass the salt right (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) they didn't even taste the food it's like pass me the salt so my friend said I thought you had your t-shirt on I was like oh Pass the, pass the salt down. And then I'm looking at her and I said, she's a diabetic. <laughs> the next time, I thought you had your t-shirt on because I can look at people, you know, you know how people have those dark circles around their eyes and whatever. I'm like, they're, they're a diabetic. She's a diabetic and she's down here sprinkling this freaking salt. And she's probably has hypertension. They said, so you're just not going to have your t-shirt on. I was like, okay, let me put my, I don't care. Yeah, I- and that's just so I can chill, right? <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that, you know, as a, as a physician or any healthcare provider, you can, yeah. you can see when somebody's ankles are swollen and, you yeah. know, you have an idea about things that probably cause that, or yeah. me as a neurologist, I can see somebody walk and suspect that they might have Parkinson's disease or other things like that. Uh, you know, uh, we never, uh, you never get completely away from, from what you do with, yeah. you know, at work because it's just part yeah. of the bar. Unless you put your invisible t-shirt on, then you have friends that remind you that you got it on. <laughs> I thought you had your, what happened to you? So I told him I was going to keep it on for a whole month. I'm going to keep my t-shirt on for, a, I mean, I had to take it off today, but I'm going to keep my t-shirt on for a whole month. And, and my daughter said something to me yesterday. And I said, you know, I have my t-shirt on. She's like, my t-shirt. I was like, man, I don't care t-shirt. Like that's like really big for me because I'm such a caring, invested person into human, uh-huh. human mankind, if you will. So just even me putting that t-shirt just says chill a minute. That's what it says to me. Just right. chill. Like I'm out of town chilling. <laughs> and I'm telling, I'm looking like, why she need this salt? She just, this wings and fries. You don't eat salt, right? So, but, 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 but back to you. So I am, I am so honored to just even have the specialist to the specialist on the show, right? I, I try to get the best for, for the people that listen in. I try to get the best. I try to get the best. And this is like the best of the best. And so, but Dr. Jones, what is the average age you would say of 
people that you see? You know, that are having, that are mostly having stroke. Do you mostly see stroke patients? I see a wide variety of, of wide people variety. for different things. I see mm-hmm. headaches. Mm-hmm. I see strokes. I see people with epilepsy or seizures. Mm-hmm. I see people with Parkinson's disease. I see people with multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see people with uh, various types of dementia. Mm-hmm. And I think I said stroke. So, mm-hmm. you know, though that is a large part of what I see. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, the people with Parkinson's and dementia are going to be, you know, older. Those are, those are probably people who are going to be 65 and over. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I see people with, um, you know, migraine headaches and other things. I see people with epilepsy and seizures. And, you know, many of those people are, you know, younger. Mm. Now, epilepsy is something that's generally not curable. I mean, mm-hmm. so if you if they're truly epileptic, they may require to be on be required to be on epileptic medication for the mm-hmm. duration of their life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just see such a wide. But most of the people I see as an adult neurologist are 18 or over. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the specific age is, is generally going to be a reflection of the problem that I'm seeing them for. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. percentage of your patients would you say, just out of thought process and not uh-huh. numbers, right, that, that you see uh, have had strokes? Well, you know, if it's, if it's in the hospital, mm-hmm. probably um, upwards of 70, 70, 80%. Wow. Wow. In the hospital, in when the I hospital. get when I get consulted to see hospital patients, you know, most of them are going to be either stroke patients or patients who are confused for whatever reason. And the the admitting doctor wants me to help to determine why they are confused in the hospital. Mm. You know, so some people get in the hospital and if their blood chemistry is not correct or there's so many different things that can cause confusion in the hospital, infections, mm-hmm. um, just sedation whole, sedation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right there are lots of things that can cause that mm-hmm. so sometimes they will ask me to evaluate the patient just to kind of get my input on mm-hmm. what that is but yes yeah, strokes are, the, are probably the main thing i see in the hospital mm-hmm. when i'm asked to see a hospital patient mm-hmm. and then after we see them in the hospital you know the neurologist generally identifies what likely caused a stroke mm-hmm. was it um, a blocked artery in their neck Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a clot that came from their heart? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the long-term effects of those risk factors we talked about, high blood pressure uh, and causing cholesterol to clog up in arteries and narrow it and block it off? So mm-hmm. the neurologist is genu- generally responsible for determining what is the likely cause of the stroke so we can mm-hmm. identify it and prevent it from happening again. Mm. And so, you know, whenever I do that, listen, whenever I'm, whenever I'm concentrating like this, like, oh, oh, this is like so good. This is so good. Like, no, this is so good. Like, but the people say, I always say this is so good. And so <laughs> I know everybody is not a forever student, a forever learner like me, but so, you know, just to even understand now when I see a neurologist in the hospital, I know what he's going to do or he or she is going to do. And, and so just to even understand that, um, when you, when a patient sees you, right. Mm-hmm. What, what your job is, is very important because I think that, see, like you're here on the show and I see you as the type that, cause I can tell what type of doctors is on my show when they come. So you're, 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 you're empathetic. Um, and not all, and I say that, but not all doctors are empathetic, right? They're, some are very stoic and it's like, this is what I do. And That's this true. is what it is. And it's very right. scientific and, you know, now I try not to have those people on my show because they're not relatable to people learning. Right. Right. But right. It's, in, it's important that you are empathetic, right. In your approach, because these people that they're in this, in this state, they're an extreme state. Right. And so right. they are afraid right now. They weren't afraid before they got here, but now that they hear they're afraid. Right. And so when you're giving them their prognosis, right. So you said it's 70, 80% of the, of the patients that you see, right. Yes. So when you're giving them their prognosis, right, and that is telling them wh- what the long-term effect is, right, or what, what are their chances of wh- how they live, tell us what the prognosis is. So, you know, what I generally do, um, mm-hmm. and now, you know, stroke is a broad category, mm-hmm. and it can cause minimal problems, or it can mm-hmm. cause severe and life-threatening problems. Okay. Now, so if it's... Um, Typically, what I might see might be, 
an individual who's had a stroke, they're in the hospital, they've probably not fully recovered from the stroke yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they are able to talk to me, Mm -hmm. you know, I try to explain to them what I think happened and why it happened. You know, Mm -hmm. that goes back to the empathy because, you know, it takes time to care enough to try to educate people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and, and most patients can tell if you're vested in their in their welfare, they can tell right away whether or not you really care about them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, you know, I try to explain to them, um, you know, what happened and why it happened. And based on the extent of their limitations, mm-hmm. I can usually tell what or how much recovery they're likely to get. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to be as encouraging as I can without uh, minimizing or being untruthful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh-huh. Right. So, you know, if if I see a patient and they're completely flaccid and cannot move at all, mm-hmm. you know, that that patient is probably going to have some long term deficits mm-hmm. with paralysis on that side of the body. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can move a little bit or if they've improved even within the 24 hours, perhaps that they've been in the hospital. Mm-hmm. those patients I'm more encouraged about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tell them that, you know, it's early on yet, you know, you can continue to improve mm-hmm. over the next six months to a year. Mm-hmm. So we have plenty of time where you can improve, you know, mm-hmm. and generally the sooner we get them into rehab, first again, mm-hmm. identifying what caused it, mm-hmm. you know, if it's clogged arteries, either surgically unclog them or if they're going to need to be on a blood thinner, mm-hmm. um, then we implement that. Mm-hmm. Make sure we get their blood pressure addressed, get that under better control, the cholesterol. And then many of them may need physical therapy. After putting out the out fire. You're putting out the fire. Absolutely. Okay, That's right. We want to we want to attack it from all angles mm-hmm. because the sooner you get them up and moving, you know, inactivity is another thing that's a risk for hypertension, for high blood pressure stroke. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. being active is protective. Mm-hmm. So the sooner we get them up, moving around, being active, involved in some type of therapy program, you know, uh, their outcome will likely be improved. Ah, and that's one of the other reasons that you put patients into uh, therapy, right? Into physical therapy, right? Oh, absolutely, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. inactivity um, is something that ultimately can decrease life expectancy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you... Could you say that one more time? Inactivity, Mm -hmm. Inactivity is something that can decrease life expectancy. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, um, are not active or, um, if you are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Senescent. Just Some, sitting, just sitting around, sitting down, not doing right, nothing. Right, and going right. to the grocery sedentary, store is sedentary, not sedentary. active. If you're eating a sedentary lifestyle. Okay. Sedentary lifestyle. I knew this was you know, what you were looking yeah, for. That, I just want to yeah. tell you, just sit down. <laughs> yeah. If you eat a sedentary lifestyle, then, mm-hmm. you know, that allows other things to happen. That allows, mm-hmm. that, that makes you more liable to uh, get infections and get mm-hmm. lung trouble and heart problems mm-hmm. and other things like that. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to run out and run a mile a day, but if you're not doing anything but walking around the block or, mm-hmm. you know, walking from uh, from your front door to the mailbox or whatever. That's right. You know, that's right. It's you moving. Have to, you have to keep, you have to move and keep yourself active at any mm-hmm. age, at mm-hmm. any age. Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Jones, I know you have to go and I know we can't keep you long, but before you go, can you tell us, um, you know, cause you know, in the Afro descendant neighborhood, in the urban neighborhoods, you know, when we talk about stroke, right, we say um, they had a mild stroke or they had a massive stroke or, you know, can you just tell us the difference in those different strokes that we talk about just so we'll know, because we'll say they had a massive stroke, right? Or we'll mm-hmm. say uh, they had a mild stroke, but they, you know, like, could you tell us the difference? Uh, I mean, other than the obvious, right? Can you tell us medically the difference? Well, you know, medically, there are generally two types of strokes mm-hmm. there's what we call a hemorrhagic stroke mm-hmm. where there's actually rupture of a blood vessel for whatever reason and there's bleeding inside the brain mm-hmm. so that's the hammering the bleeding of the brain hemorrhagic mm-hmm. stroke or hemorrhagic okay or there's what we call an ischemic stroke and that word ischemia means lack of blood flow to a to an area of the body resulting in tissue injury or death so if we have an artery in the brain that's filled up with cholesterol and it narrows and ultimately blocks off, blood cannot get past that blockage and it can't get to the brain that needs it for energy and, and, and sugar in life. Mm-hmm. So uh, that can cause a stroke as well. So two types of strokes, one mm-hmm. where there's an artery that's blocked or narrowed to the point where 
adequate amounts of blood cannot get to that area of the brain, mm -hmm. or if you have a ruptured blood vessel, mm -hmm. like high blood pressure is the blood, the, the, the pressure was so high, the vessel just burst mm. and ruptured. Now, when we talk about massive stroke or mild mm -hmm. stroke, that mm -hmm. entails the amount of injury to the brain, how much tissue injury has occurred for how long and, and whether it's likely to recover it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this goes to the part where, you know, we say time is brain. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting at home on the couch watching TV and you get numbness and tingling of your face and your mm -hmm. speech isn't right and you start having double vision and you can't talk and your balance is off, Mm -hmm. You don't want to sit there and wait for that to go away because mm -hmm. the sooner you get to an emergency facility, we can identify what the cause is and you might even be a candidate for medication that can open up that clogged well, artery. And that's why we say fast, right? That's why fast. we use the word that's fast, right? right? You that's need right. you actually need to respond fast. It's an acronym, Absolutely. but it means respond fast, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. And so the amount of a massive stroke means there was a, a tremendous amount of injury to the brain, mm -hmm. to the brain tissue. Mm -hmm. A mild stroke is, uh, you know, another thing, another word we used to use for that is TIA. Oh, TIA, right. Uh -huh. Stroke, And that means, uh -huh. means that the blood flow to the area was temporarily disrupted, but probably not so severely enough that we, the brain won't recover. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, people, you know, people, uh, uh, people, people, black, black people, Afro descendants, uh, uh, what I call them, they, they know TIAs. They're like, oh, they had some TIAs. And they said, yeah. it's that, that, <laughs> right. like, yeah, right. had right. several TIAs. They said, like, it's a thing, right? But I'm glad that you're helping us to understand exactly what it is that we're having. And, at, you know, at, I mean, I know, I know it took a lot for me to get you on here, but really and truly, I, I really have to have you back because you earlier you talked about you see patients um, with headaches, right? Mm -hmm. And so those are those migraines, right? Is that, right. Are those, those migraines that you'll see in them? And so Some that of them is are migraines. They're different, uh, they're different types of headaches. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a whole different category. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Some people have tension headaches. Some people have what we call vascular headaches. Uh -huh. Migraine is included in that. Yeah. And then there are, there, are, there are other headaches that are caused by medical problems like brain tumors and uh -huh. meningitis and strokes and mm -hmm. bleeding in the brain and you know aneurysms mm -hmm. and other things so that's mm -hmm. a whole nother um you know topic mm -hmm. about about headaches and mm -hmm. you know and, and and there are ways that we can tell whether a headache is likely to be problematic or whether it's what we call a primary headache disorder like a migraine or attention type headache mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know i can't i listen i can't wait for my daughter to hear this podcast because she's going to hear all the excitement in it. Because remember, I told you how she wanted to be a, uh, the neuro, a pediatric neurosurgeon. Yeah. She spoke to someone and was like, you're going to have to have so much school. It's going to be all this. But when she hears this podcast and, and, and hears you and, and, and the patients that you see and how you see them and why you see them and, and the impact that you're making to help us live better lives, she's going to, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll help her to entertain it again. Right. Because right. you have to understand it because just me, just even understanding all of the things that you do. And let me just stop and say, thank you for what you do. Cause you didn't have to have a specialty to a specialty. Cause it wasn't easy. Sidebar, I know some real smart people, real, real smart people. Okay. But okay. <laughs> Shameless plug in, but really and truly, um, Dr. Jones, it, what you do, you really have to know so many things, right? To even just know how they work, uh, uh, as we talked about the mitochondria and the machines. So just right. to even understand how it all works, you have to understand, you have to know everything really and truly and that specialty to really know how to put it all together, right? You know, there's a lot to learn, but I think that most people can learn anything based on how that information is presented to them. Yeah, that part. You know, part. Uh, if, you, if you can present it, in such a way that, you know, and I'm a, a visual learner, if I can see uh -huh. it, then I can understand it. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, I would tell you not to be discouraged by that. You know, you have yeah. to be driven by, you know, what, what motivates you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, she should, I don't know how old she is, but you know, she's 17. Oh, you know, you know, she'll be 26, 27 years old, and then she'll be done with Auburn training if she goes straight through. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, I mean, that, I mean, it seems like a long time when people say, oh, you got to go to four years of college, yeah. four years of medical school, and then all yeah. this other thing, but, you know. But look at the that, reward. Like, look at the, like, I can literally feel your energy uh, reward system of giving 
and healing, right. if you will. And I can literally feel that. And we're miles and miles and miles away from each other. But I can literally feel that energy of healing that comes from you. Just even the way that you educate to even help us to 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 understand. Right. That's right. that's very important in people getting better. And so you you don't know how many people that you literally it will will touch from this podcast and will educate. And just that education is going to help them make better decisions. It's going to help them drink differently, right? It's going to help them go to their primary care doctor and get their- That is number one. Screenings that they should get, right? Just to to get a baseline, just so you can have a baseline of where you are, right? Definitely. You're you're not going to believe how many people, like literally people email me. Like it's literally people all over the world. Like I had no clue, like, I know people need the information because I need the information, right? I know people are intimidated by doctors and by their title. And so they don't ask any questions. And so they don't partner with their doctors to, to be better. And so I am that voice, right? To help them and, and, and that bridge and liaison, if you will, to help layman people, people who have no sense of science and medicine and those things to help them understand. Because the more you understand and empower yourself, the better decisions that you can make. Absolutely. And, um, Absolutely. So Dr. Jones, listen, I listen, this is really, I, I promise you, you, you really don't even get my excitement. So, cause you know, I told you I came in this run and I've been doing nothing. I know, I know, I do. And I was like tired, <laughs> but now I have this sense of energy, like, yeah, like just because that's what learning does for me. And, and really and truly when I'm able to give information where I know people are going to love and they're going to be able to use it and make better decision, you know, Bless you, uh, 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 Dr. Jones, for that. And just even taking the time to come on here. And if, I always say, if it's one person, you know, my husband always say, it's not going to be, it's not going to be that many people who listen. But I always say, I have one rule. And, you know, if I'm able to touch one person and change one person, then I, then I really have done my job, really, truly, because they're yeah. going to tell somebody else and they're going to tell somebody else, right? right, right and that's right. just the way I see things. So just to even have you in this field and you, look like us I, I, for the people because you know some people go to youtube and see the podcast right and but most people hear the podcast but dr jones is a afro descendant black man african-american i'm saying all the things for the people politically correct that looks <laughs> like us so to have a person that look like you that comes into your room you know, you, you know, you do have some people to be like, oh, he black. Because <laughs> my, my doctor friends tell me that they're looking at him like, oh, it's a, oh, it's a female. Like, I don't, I, like, I have them say that I, I want a white doctor. They'll say that, right? And, you know, that's just ignorance. But for me, if a black person comes into the room or comes somewhere, I'd be like, oh, okay, it's a black person. So, right. and I think that when people have people that look like them, they, it, they can relate better to healing and getting better because they know that. I'm here to help you be better because you mm-hmm. did not have to do this, Dr. Jones. So just thank you for, and if people want to reach you, now I know that most doctors are not on social media and you probably one of those doctors not on social media doing your doctor stuff. But if no. so, if people wanted to, if they were in your area, right? Or, or maybe they want to ask you a question. Can people ask you questions? Can people reach out to ask you questions? Well, <laughs> that well is known. That well is known. Yeah, I would... <laughs> I can see me now getting 200 questions a night. Okay, I'll tell you what, just I'm going to have, so so when, you, when you're off the show, the one thing that I do is I put put your information on okay. um, on my website, right? Okay. And if they're in your area and they need a neurologist, definitely. Okay. So if they're in the area, let's say that. If they're yes. in the area, if you have a question, send it to me and I'll try to get it answered. Okay. But if they're in the area and they need a neurologist, right, how can they... Fine. I am at the uh, Adena Regional Medical Center mm-hmm. in Chillicothe, Ohio, mm-hmm. and you'd be able to find me with that. <laughs> or you can Google him. <laughs> or you can go. I said he said I said it. Or you can Google him, right? And you'll find right. him and just put Ohio, and it'll come up because that's what my daughter was doing when she was looking for a picture. Like, oh, okay, I got it. Just you know, now, now I'm gonna tell now. Well, now generally, um, you know, if someone thinks that they need to see me or a neurologist, most of us prefer to have a referral. Mm-hmm. From the primary, just to make sure that I'm the right person that you need to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. you know, we won't, we don't want to say, know. just come to the neurologist. You need to, you really should have a referral, right? 
Right, right. And that way, you know, your primary knows you're coming and they, you know, mm-hmm. they know that it's a, a you know, referral is appropriate mm-hmm. something that comes mm-hmm. under my uh, jurisdiction. So yeah, because you don't want people who say my head was hurting three times last week. Oh, let right. me call Dr. Mike. Let me call Dr. Jones, right? They I had a headache for about a month. I called anyway. Dr. Jones, right? Let me call him and see. Right. So, you know, but, but patients can though say, Hey, listen, I, 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 I heard this doctor on the, on the, on the podcast, mm-hmm. the rhythm notes of health podcast. And I would like to be referred to him. They can partner with their doctors. If the doctor says yes. they need a referral, they right. can't partner to say, Hey, I want to try this doctor out. Right. Yeah. But yes. go through the referral because again, you just don't just wake up and be like, I'm, I'm going to call uh, Dr. Jones and don't be saying, <laughs> uh, Kai, I answer sent you from the rhythm notes of health because I didn't say I'm not the doctor. I'm not sending you there, right? So I'm not the medical doctor. I'm not sending you there. So go to your doctor, get your blood work done. So in closing, uh, Dr. Jones, this, this has really been good for me. You, I don't know if you hear and feel my excitement. But I, I can, I can, I can. Like, but you know, it's it's been a blessing for me to be here. And uh, yeah, like I'm you so said, if I, uh, if I've been able to help somebody understand something a little bit better. Yeah. And you know, the take home message is. See your primary care provider at least once a year. Mm. That if you don't get anything else out of this. And then the other thing, the other take home message is if you have something new that's going on, don't sit around waiting for it to go away Mm. because it could uh, be something catastrophic evolving that could maybe even be preventable. Mm. That's what I say. Avoidance does not resolve. So you got to get some help. So thank you for taking the time out of your day. Well, thank you. Join us here at the Rhythm Notes of Health. Skiggy love. Yes, Hopefully indeed. I get to see you soon, like in oh. weeks to go. But yep. I am, I am, and thank, and thank, and thank your wife, because I know she connected all this. I, will, uh, I can't wait to call my car right when I hang yeah, up. Yeah, you know, I can't, you know, I can't wait to, to, it's, 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 I mean, and I know that, because that's my, my excitement. I, I may like go all over the place, but everything went back to the nerve of yes. your, of my health. And we we really learned some things that we can take and make changes today. Like, oh, good, yeah. absolutely. That's you what know, I want. So That's what I want. Thank you, Doctor Jones, for your time, and I'll, I'll let you know uh, when the podcast is out there. And now 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 have two capitals. That's uh, okay. Then check check right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so Skiggy love and and I do send it out to send it out to because you know they you know the capitals my brothers you know I don't know. People know that, but if you know me, you know that they are my brothers. They taught me how to date. They taught me how to not date. They taught me how to right, date. That's right. That's like right. They, like really, truly, they are the ones who taught me that. Like you know, no, nope, <laughs> yeah, like they taught me that. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. Sometimes. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> so thank you, Dr. Jones. So thank you so very much for for joining us. And really, truly, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to pull you back in at sometime in the in the future to talk about this. Is really, really. See, Dr. Jones, this was painless. What? No, it's gonna happen. <laughs> okay thank you so much have yourself a good day thank you and you be blessed and it's okay, a pleasure I, talking to you and being I on your will. show i will okay, thank you very bye-bye. much okay, bye-bye. bye-bye all righty oh my gosh so um let me see I'm, this this always happens to me with my um music when it when it um when it times out. Let's see, can I get it back in? Let's see, can I get my uh? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay, so this podcast has been so good for me today and but that's not what I'm supposed to be talking about I'm supposed to be giving you the um our soul notes and let me just tell you who we're listening to and um who this person is so as you see over my shoulder this is um young lady her name is now is N-A-O um her name is now is n-a-o and she is from london 
and my my daughter all actually introduced me to um, this young lady. She's an English singer, and she has various sounds. And she went to the School of Music and Drama, and she studies vocal jazz. And earlier I said, oh, what is this song? But the more I listen to it, the more I'm liking this song. Um, so again, her name is Now, and it's N-A-O. Um, she's from London. And again, since we're talking about Afro-descendants, she is an Afro-descendant and she is an independent artist. So her social media is this, T-H-I-S underscore N as a Nancy A-O. And it, so it's this underscore now. Let her know that the Rhythm Notes of Health sent you over to her. Download her, stream her, check her out. You know, I like to... Um, highlight independent artists because um, they don't get the airplay that they should. And um, a lot, oftentimes, some of them are really, really good. And so I like to use my platform because I'm no music, no life. And we, and it's the reason that I am the rhythm notes of health is that I like music. So check her out and let her know that um, Kai sent her sent you from um, the Rhythm Notes of Health. Wow. Dr. Jones was so good. Like, listen, Dr. Jones was so good. Uh, neurologist, uh, Skiggy. Kappa. <laughs> um, the nerve of my health. This was so good. I learned so many things. Um, he told us about, see, I, I normally tell y'all a lot in this little closing. I'm not going to do that today because you got to go listen to the podcast. But he told us the two types of stroke, because, you know, in, 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 in the Black neighborhood, we say it was, a, it was a minor, it was a TIA, or it was a major stroke. So he told us there are two types of stroke. He also told us that when it is um, hypertension, it normally, normally it's on one side of the brain versus when... Uh, one side nerve damage versus when it is diabetes, it's probably both sides of your body, right? You're going to have to listen in to um, hear those details. And, and I don't have to say that he talked about the two most common type of nerve damages in America was um, diabetes and alcohol. So if you are drinking and not drinking in moderation, make sure that you're are aware of what is going on in your body. He and in closing, he said, "Hey, see your PCP or your primary care physician at least once a year." He said, "If you don't get anything else from this show, get see your doctor because you need a baseline of where you are." And he said, "If something new is going on, don't ignore it. Avoidance doesn't resolve. Get to the doctor." <laughs> remember, and, and this show is really important in this, uh, what I'm about to say, we repeat what we don't repair. We repeat what we don't repair, right? And then it gets really bad. Your race and where you live should not determine whether you live. When life moves fast and your mind does too, remember to breathe. It will get you through. Remember to breathe five times, five times a day. Persistence, patience, and perseverance. My name is Kai Ianta. I am the soul of public health. Until next time, this has been wonderful. Bye.